so I did the initial search on points. Yeah. Then I went into American Airlines, searched their reward calendar, saw the date that worked for us for, for our departing flight. And they had choices. They had New York to LA, LA to Sydney. And then they had some others, which it was like New York to somewhere in Texas or New York to Chicago to LA. And we really wanted to do the New York to LA direct because they get to lay flat seats versus the, the just the recliner seats. Hey there, points people. You just heard a clip from Brendan O'Rourke. Brendan is a real estate agent in New York City, and he's a student in the Points Accelerator program. I am so excited for this episode where he is sharing how he and his husband saved more than $20,000 on their flights to Australia. In this episode, expect to hear about how many points they spent for their flights to Australia, where I always go whenever we have a layover in Los Angeles, how Brendan is replenishing his points bank after redeeming all of his points for this trip, and so much more. And if you're just getting started in points and miles like Brendan, the Chase Sapphire Preferred card may be right for you. It's the most popular card for people who are looking to get deeper into the game of points and miles. Remember, if you decide to apply for the Chase Sapphire Preferred or any other card, never apply directly through Google. Always use a friend or creator's referral link. And if you're interested in supporting this show when you apply for your next card, check out geobreezetravel.com cards. If you're not sure what card is right for you, I offer free credit consultations at geobreezetravel.com consultations. And if you're interested in joining the Points Accelerator community so that you can save tens of thousands of dollars on luxury travel as well, join the waitlist at geobreezetravel.com waitlist. And we have links to the Chase Sapphire Preferred card and the free consultation form for you in the show notes as well. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast, a show for anyone wanting to level up their travel hacking lifestyle. I'm your host, Julia Menez. I'm a travel hacker, coach, speaker, Filipina-American ENTJ who loves solid travel gear and using shortcuts on spreadsheets. On this show, I'm on a mission to bring you travel hackers from all walks of life to help you level up your travel hacking game. We dive into credit cards, miles, points, strategy, mindset, and the secrets behind how to travel the world for next to no cost. So let's get hacking. Hey, Brendan, welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. Hi, Julia. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you here and to talk about the amazing trip that you guys have booked and how much you guys have saved on your upcoming trip to Australia. Before all of this, tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get into the game of points and miles? What's your background? Sure. So my name is Brendan O'Rourke. I live in New York City. I'm a real estate agent here. My husband and I are both real estate agents and we like to take about two trips a year, usually international. and for a while, I've been like, it's been on my to-do list. If I could just figure out how to do the points thing, if I could just figure out how to do the points thing, but it was always a very daunting. I was like, I have no idea where to start. I have no idea like really what to do with it. It felt very overwhelming. So probably about six months ago, I decided, all right, I'm going to learn how to do this. And I signed up for your one of your courses online, which was super helpful and gave me like a push to really get into it and have the information out there. So I pretty much just started doing it about six months ago and I, I already did a first redemption and I'm excited to learn more and keep going and really master this. Did you already have some points racked up before coming in or did you decide, 
oh, we want to take a really big trip. How do we start from ground zero? For the longest time before even getting into this whole crib, we had an American Airlines credit card. So we used to put everything on that. And so we had the big bank of points for American Airlines that were just sitting there. And then probably two years ago, I had heard about transferable miles and transferable points. So that's when I opened up like a Chase Sapphire card and we shifted everything to that. And now six months ago is when I really got more knowledge on different credit cards. These are the credit cards to use for these types of spends and everything. So now our strategy is different. We had a bunch of American miles. And then two years ago, I started with a Chase Sapphire card and have a bunch of miles on there now too. But now we're more strategic in how we spend and how we use the credit cards. Had you made redemptions before in the past or were they just sitting here where you're like, I don't know what to do with these American Airlines miles? They literally were just sitting there. So we had never made a redemption. I did know not to use miles on like purchases like that weren't for airlines or anything like that. So I knew that we weren't going to spend them on merchandise or anything like that. So they were just sitting there and it's like, well, eventually we'll figure out like what to do with them. So once we figured out how to do it, it actually came rather quickly. So six months ago, we were, I started learning how to, to do the points redemptions and the websites to use for look for, to look at flights. And literally probably a couple months later, I found this redemption for an Australia trip. So it happened pretty fast. Once I got the basics of what to actually do. How long had you been accumulating American Airlines miles? Oh, I, probably like 10 years or something. Probably seven, maybe seven years or something. They were just sitting there. We didn't really know how to utilize them and, or what, how to even search for redemptions. So they were sitting there for a long time. So we had this big bank of American Airlines miles, and we didn't really have any direction on when to use them, how to use them, where to use them, how to even search for redemptions. I feel like if you were going to book something, you would see, oh, you can use, you can spend this much or you can spend this many miles. And I always felt like the mileage rates to even to cash in on a trip were always very, very high. So once we got the knowledge of some of your videos and, and a good redemption is this amount or anything over this you want to keep looking so i'm glad we didn't waste them on a frivolous purchase or we didn't overspend on the points so once we learned how to use them we were able to make good use but for 10 years were you just still paying for flights the entire time where you're like, I yes. don't know what these points are. We'll just pay for travel. We always just paid for flights and we did a lot of like economy flights and occasionally business. If there was like a good cash rate or we've done cruises before. And sometimes if you booked the airfare with the cruise line, you could get like a decent cash rate. We didn't really think about the point. Like when we went to look to book, it was the points were so much to, to turn in for a ticket. So, so we didn't ever think to use them really. Like I knew there was ways to use points the correct way and to maximize your points. I just hadn't taken the time to really learn how to do that. So it was a to-do list. Like eventually I'll figure out how to do this. Eventually I'll learn how to use these. And then it wasn't until this year where I was like, all right, I'm going to do it. 
How many points are we talking that were just sitting there? I want to say there was like probably 500,000 or so points that were just sitting there. So a lot of that was through just regular credit card spend on the card. Some of it was, we weren't really loyal to a certain one particular airline. We usually just book where the best rate is. So most of those points were just accumulated over the years just by the credit card. And I believe on that card, we were just getting one point per dollar. Nowadays, we have several cards and we, for depending on what the category is for what we're purchasing, we use different cards for different things. We, we don't really use cards where we're only getting one point per dollar spent. It's a lesson learned. We were able to find they were all on American Airlines, so we we redeemed them for a great American Airlines flight uh, round trip from New York to Sydney, Australia at a great rate. So we were able to put them to use, but moving forward, we were a little smarter on which credit cards we use. When you decided, let's go to Australia, was that because you found a good deal or was it because you were like, I want to go to Australia, let's figure out how to make it happen? Australia was one of the big places we really wanted to go. And I knew that would be a very expensive flight if we were to actually have to pay cash for it. So that was one of the places where we wanted to go. We also typically travel a lot around end of August, beginning of September for our anniversary every year. So we had an idea of like when we wanted to travel. So Australia was on like a big bucket list thing. We had, this is coming up this year, 2024. And so I knew that if we could find a good rate for that kind of time period, Australia was the top choice of, of where we wanted to go and where we ideally wanted to use the miles. So what I did was this last September, once we got like about a year out from the flights, I started searching daily for flight redemption. So I was using the points. Yeah. Interface just because right now I don't pay for any of the searches to look for points, but points. Yeah. You can search like up to three days at once. So I had specific dates in mind. So I wanted late August, early September. So I just started searching chunks of three dates pretty much every day just to see what popped up. And one day I looked and they had redemptions for American Airlines for about 72,000 points. It was 72,000 points to get to Sydney. They hadn't released the flights yet coming back. So I saw that redemption, New York. It was New York to Sydney, and it was about 72,000 points each way. It was interesting because if I broke it up and I looked Los Angeles to Sydney, it was actually more points which was very surprising to me, than New York to Sydney. So I did the initial search on points, yeah. Then I went into American Airlines, searched their reward calendar, saw the date that worked for us for, for our departing flight. And they had choices. They had New York to LA, LA to Sydney. And then they had some others, which it was like New York to somewhere in Texas or New York to Chicago to LA. And we really wanted to do the New York to LA direct because they get to lay flat seats versus the, the, just the recliner seats. And that's with the American Airlines flagship first class from New York yes. to Los Angeles. Yeah. The business. Yeah. So the lay flat and everything. So that was a priority because it's a six hour flight. If you can do it in lay flat, it's really nice and not have to make another connection. The only kind of caveat was we have a 12 hour layover in LA. 
but we figured I lived in LA for almost 10 years. We'll go see some friends or something that afternoon and and then take the, the flight to Sydney later. So this is pretty common where people have to take a layover in Los Angeles before continuing over the Pacific to Asia or Oceania, Pacific, Australia, anything like that. As someone who used to live in LA for a while, what are some of your top recommendations for how somebody should spend 10 hours or 12 hours or one overnight plus a morning in Los Angeles if they're like, I wanna do something fun, but I wanna stay close to the airport. What would you recommend they do? Sure. So if they want to stay close to the airport, the airport is close to the water. So you could go down to Santa Monica. They have a promenade down there with lots of shops and restaurants. Go down to the beach, see the, the beach in Santa Monica, which is really nice. There's also an area called Marina del Rey, which is really close to the airport. If they have a little bit more time, they can go into the actual city if you've never been to LA and you want to actually get into Hollywood, you can do the Walk of Fame. I know they just opened Motion Picture Museum there. We actually might do that because that wasn't open when I was living there and that's supposed to be pretty cool. So we might actually check that museum out over during our layover because we have so much time. It's almost like a 12 hour layover. So you just have to make sure you give enough time for LA traffic, especially if you're flying like during the week and during that, during rush hour, traffic can be horrible. So you want to make sure you leave enough time to get back to the airport. For sure. We always go to Santa Monica whenever we have a Los Angeles layover, which is very common for us. We're in Las Vegas, often have to go into Los Angeles and there's a burger place that we go to all the time in Santa Monica. It's called Hi-Ho Burger. This is hashtag not sponsored, but they are awesome for burgers. So we do that a lot whenever we're in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. I'm going to have to remember that name in case we, we end up going to Santa Monica on this last time. So very cool. All right. So you've got a 12-hour layover in LA before continuing on to Australia. Is all of this booked on one ticket or did you have to book them separately? It was all on one ticket. So, and I searched when I looked, the redemption was 72,000 miles from New York to Sydney. And that included the the 12 hour layover. If I wanted to break it up, it actually would have been more points, which was surprising that I believe even the redemption from Sydney to LA was even more than 72,000. I was surprised to see that the redemption, including the LA to New York, was actually less than what would have been if we did it separately. For the second leg, Los Angeles to Sydney, is that operated by American Airlines too, or is it operated by a partner? It's American Airlines. We booked the outbound before, because the return was not available when we booked the outbound, but I knew from the research that American Airlines, you can refund the points with like no penalty or cost or anything. So I was like, all right, so my husband was like, we're going to book this. And if we can't get a return, then we'll just return this. The points just go back to the American Airlines points where they were just sitting anyway. So we waited probably like a week or two weeks later because our total trip time there is going to be about two weeks. So then I watched daily the, the points. I could see like the dates where the points would drop almost like it would be like a hundred something thousand points. And then I'd notice like the next day, a date, not a travel date that we wanted, but the, the point cost would drop. So I waited until a date popped up that worked for us. And it did about two weeks after we get there. And it wasn't the exact date we wanted to come back. We're, we're coming back like a day or two earlier than ideally we wanted to, but 
for the value of the points, it is what it is. You know what I mean? So we'll, we, we made an adjustment and booked the return back. The return was about the same cost for the redemption. It was about 72000 But I think the taxes with it, it was like a, about $100 a ticket or something like that. And when I priced it out, like just curious to see what the cash price would have been if I, if I would have booked those two tickets round trip. It would have been like $32,000 total, so about $16,000 a ticket, which is crazy. I don't know who's spending that, but we wouldn't be spending that on the airfare. So that was our first, my first experience redeeming. I was very excited and like very proud. I was like, oh, look what we did. Look at this. It's just like, it was very exciting. For me, I thought 72000 for a round trip New York to Sydney, including the nice lay flat business seats from New York to LA was a really great deal and we were so excited and it's such a big trip that we've been wanting to do so to be able to redeem miles on a trip that's so far like new york to to australia is such a long far trip so to be able to get that redemption was really we were on a high for quite a while after redeeming that so it was exciting that is an amazing redemption from New York to Los Angeles all the way to Australia for only 72,000 points per person each way in business class. So when you redeem these, were you just like, oh my God, our points balance is like really low now. We had been hanging on to these for the better part of a decade. Or are you just like, oh, thank God we finally found a way to use them? I think we were just very happy that we literally had enough to do it. And since then, we've been like, really, we have a lot of chase points because we opened up a chase Sapphire preferred card a couple of years ago when I learned a little, I didn't really learn much about points, but I just learned this is a good card to have because you can transfer it to 12 different airlines or whatever. So we have a big stack of points on that card. And we also have an American Express card that we started using more smartly with in regards to the spends and then we opened up this year a the the capital one card where you get two times points on anything so we started for anything that we weren't getting more than one point on we started putting all that kind of extra stuff on there so we were just excited to use the american airlines points and we do still have a chunk of points on these other cards that we can use for a future trip so we don't there's still a good bank of points available to use for a future vacation. So with the knowledge I've learned on like what cards to use, how to use credit cards, I've been able to maximize our points a lot more with those resources and like shopping portals and things like that. So with a little bit of like education, you can really learn how to maximize this and do it the right way. Still feel like I'm very much a beginner or a novice and I'm not even really utilizing like everything that I could be, but I've been able to pick the things that are palatable for me right now and utilize them to fit our life and lifestyle. I think that's really important too, because so many people who are like viewing points influencers on the internet are like, oh, well, they did all of these crazy things. They like started a business. They did buying groups. They opened 20 cars. They did all these things. I think it's very important that listeners and just people on the internet hear from normal people like you who are like, I don't do this full-time professionally. I'm not like a points influencer, but it's still possible for you to do these things without going completely insane. Some people like I, like me, I've definitely gone insane. 
And I think it's important for everybody listening to know you don't have to go insane to take part in this hobby. You can still take a wonderful business class round trip to Australia just by being a completely normal person. Speaking of, what are some of the ways that you're able to use like your real estate career or just general New York lifestyle to earn more points? I know you mentioned shopping portals and just maximizing what card to use for different expenses, like Capital One Venture or VentureX is great for miscellaneous categories. What are some other ways that you're able to use your lifestyle to earn more points? What I've done at this level where I'm at is really I just what card to use for what spend and the right cards to open. So the, the, the cards that I primarily use are the Chase, Sapphire, the Capital One, and an American Express. And with the American Express, I use the Rakuten portal a lot to get multipliers on a lot of just miscellaneous purchases and things. But that's what I've been doing. I haven't, there's so many things that I could be adding to it, but I just haven't done that. Maybe I'll do it like in the future. But right now for me, what I was able to take on was just like, okay, I opened up a couple more credit cards, not a lot. Cause that there's a part of me that doesn't want to open up like so many credit cards and everything. It's very overwhelming. So I just have those kind of core things and I, and we just do the best we can with what we, with our purchasing and things like that. That's kind of it. And even with just those few simple steps of, okay, open, maybe like one or two cards a year, no need to get 20, maximize the cards you already have, just make sure that you're using the right card, maybe take advantage of a couple shopping promos here and there. Do you find that it's already enough points to get you the travel that you want? Or do you feel like you're falling short a little bit for earning points? How's that velocity going? I think it makes a big difference. It makes a huge, there's a huge difference from when we just had one American credit card and we're just getting one point per dollar that's a very slow way to accumulate points. Just the small adjustments of getting credit cards that give you like three times on dining or two times on this, or even though it doesn't seem like much difference, it makes a big difference. Even using the Rakuten portal, which we've only been using for six months, I feel like we got a, a big chunk of extra points just by adding that in. And that is such a simple thing to do that doesn't add any time and you get a chunk of extra points. So we like to do two trips a year. And so for the trips that we were taking and we're thinking of taking, we have a good amount of points still. And it's just by being conscious of what card to use that's going to get you the most points. Like it's simple and it works for us, for our travel needs. Now, something we haven't really Matt, like what I haven't mastered, it's like on the to-do list, but hotels and everything, I'm still very green with that. So that's like a whole separate kind of thing that I need to learn eventually. Right now, in the beginning, I just wanted to concentrate on learning about flights and, and how to do everything. So eventually, I'd like to be able to master that hotel the hotel game. But for now, what I concentrated on really was, was learning how to do airfare redemption and maximizing points, earning and redemptions. I think you'll find that the hotel redemptions are a lot easier than the flight redemptions. Okay. 
Yeah. That's good to know, actually. That's pretty, that's, that's good to know. I had no idea, really. <laughs> yeah, the hotels are a lot easier because the flight prices just vary so much per day. And you're like, okay, who's in the alliance with what other airlines with hotels? It's just, all right, I need a Hyatt room. We're just going to, we're going to search for availability on Hyatt.com. I need a Marriott room. We're going to search on Marriott.com. So it's a lot easier. I think it's also worth noting too, you guys are in New York, which has a really high cost of living. So a lot of times whenever anybody's just in a high cost area like New York or San Francisco or Chicago or something like that, you earn points a lot faster than you would expect because if there is some silver lining to what it's like living in a high cost of living city, you earn a lot of points just from living life. So yeah, it makes a difference just for our everyday expenses. It's all put like strategically on different cards depending on what our expenses are. And it's actually made a really big difference. I feel like we're not like throwing points down the drain that we're actually maximizing our expenses to their full potential now. So it's great. After this Australia trip, do you already have a next one that you're planning to do with your points or what's next on the horizon? So we'd really like to do Japan at some point. So that's probably the next really big one. So that's on the horizon. We haven't really thought of dates or anything like that. I don't think we want to go in August or September just because it's so hot at that time of year and, and I really don't like the heat. That is on the horizon. That's something we really want to do. And other than that, we like to go to London every couple of years. We, I love London. They have a really great theater there. If we see a really good redemption or something, we may do a quick trip to London or or something and from New York, it's it's fairly quick. So that's that and Japan. So Japan's another really big one that we wanna do. Perfect. Any hotels that you have your eye on in Australia? I honestly have not even looked at all. We were so busy at the end of this year. So we got the flights booked. We got like a really busy end of the year. And so now we need to get on that because I honestly have not even Look. So, I mean, if you have any suggestions, let me know. We're excited to start that phase. I hear great things about the Park Hyatt Sydney. I hear they do sell out pretty early sometimes, and it's about 40, 45,000 points per night, but it sounds like you've racked up quite a few chase points. So it could be worth looking into booking yourself there because that is a very luxurious hotel with a great view of the opera house. Oh, nice. I'm a, we will look into that for sure. So thanks for the tip. Of course. As we wrap up, any other tips that you would like to impart on people who are like, I'm just a totally normal person. I can't relate to a lot of just like the points influencer people online as a completely normal person getting into the world of points and miles. What are some of your tips for fellow beginners who are just getting started? Sure. I think don't worry about taking on too much, I would say you can dip your toes in and take little pieces of knowledge or information and apply them. There's so much information out there and there's so many strategies and things. And I've only incorporated probably a, a small little piece of what I could be, but it's for me and for my household, it's enough and we're like happy where it's at and it's not a daunting experience. So all the information can feel daunting, but I would say take on what you feel comfortable taking on and the rest is there if you want to adjust later. So I would, that's what I would recommend. And 
For me, I also hear, oh, go where the deals are, go where the deals are. If you have an idea of when you want to travel or a place you want to travel to, searching for that every day is easy. Well, we knew we wanted to go to Australia. We knew we wanted to go within this certain month out of the year. So I just did a little search every day. So I would think search every day. Like if there's a specific trip or redemption you want to do, take a couple minutes every day to, to look for those redemptions. And it doesn't take that much time. But I think the the biggest thing is to just take on what you feel like you can take on. It's supposed to be fun and enjoyable. So if you feel overwhelmed, don't bite off more than you can chew. Just have fun with it. And, and even little tiny changes can make a difference. So that's what I would say. I love that. And I think it's also, once again, just very important for people to hear that you don't have to take four trips a year. You don't have to be saving $100,000. You guys are saving $32,000 just on flights, which I think for most people is already a dream come true. So celebrating all of these wins is really important. And I love what you mentioned about doing the practice searches. And I would say that's like watching a personal fitness person on YouTube, working out all the time and not actually practicing any of the exercises yourself and then being like, I didn't lose any weight from watching this other person doing all of the exercising. So it is important to practice what you are learning and practice doing even fake searches. If you're like, oh, I want to go to Japan someday. I don't really have the points in here right now, but I should practice like looking up how to find flight availability. So one day when I see it and I do have the points, we're ready to jump on it. I love that you were doing the practice searches. The practice makes a difference because then when something pops up and it's there, you know what to do. You're not like, oh, you don't, you don't panic. And you're like, oh, I don't know what to do now. If you practice, you know what you're looking for. So then when the opportunity pops up, you can jump on it. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Brendan, so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much for telling us about your amazing booking to Australia. I am so excited to hear about how the trip turns out in August and September, and also excited to hear about what hotels you end up booking. So thank you so much for coming onto the show and sharing your journey with us. Thanks, Julia. Thanks for everything. It's uh, it great talking to you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. If any of the cards mentioned in today's episode piqued your interest, please check out the links in the show notes for more information on any of the cards. Also, if you apply for a card using the links on that page, I may receive a commission too, so please and thank you. P.S. I hear the links work better in Internet Explorer or Safari, and sometimes the credit card applications tend to glitch out in Chrome. Additionally, it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and share it with a friend. And if you would like to make even more travel hacking friends, please sign up for the Patreon to access our monthly masterclass hangouts. We dive deep into a particular points program each month, and you'll get to ask all of your travel hacking questions and enjoy being around other people who enjoy points and miles just as much as you and I do. If you would like an invite to the next one, head over to geobreezetravel.com slash hangouts to sign up to be on the invite list. Take care and happy travels.